Greetings, this is Ron Aguilera, and this is episode number 60 of the Pastor's Coach Podcast. I want to thank you again for joining me today. I don't know about you, Pastor, but most of the people who know that I am a pastor think I have a direct line to God, and that because of that, that I sense God's presence more fully or more strongly than they do, or that I am constantly hearing directly from him, which of course then translates into or means that, hey, I'm never down, I'm never discouraged, that I'm never tired. Uh, Maybe you can identify with that. The truth is that we pastors often struggle to hear God's voice. Sometimes we even struggle to sense his presence. And we may know or understand intellectually that God is present. And yeah, we may know that God is near, that he will not leave us nor forsake us. But sometimes we feel dryness. We feel empty and don't always feel his presence nearby. Yes, I've discovered that often my problem is that I'm not in a posture of listening or that there's too much noise in my life or that I'm engaging in activities or practices that pull up walls towards God. But how about when we are truly seeking God and still can't seem to connect? Well, one, when this happens, when things dry up, we often find ourselves in a difficult and lonely place. So what do you do, Pastor? What do you do when you find yourself in a dry place? Here are some suggestions that have come through trial and error. Number one, invite other voices to speak to you. You may not be hearing God's voice or sensing him speaking to you, but God uses other voices to make his presence felt. I know this sometimes may seem like a no-brainer, but I think it's the most difficult step of them all. Why? Because it requires that you tell someone that you're struggling. It requires that you tell someone that you're feeling empty and that you're just not sensing God's presence, which... We have been told, of course, as pastors, that this is a no-no. You can't recognize or admit uh, emptiness or weakness. The reality is that we need community, especially when we feel dry and isolated and alone. Uh, We were created to journey with others. So the first step is don't stay silent. Don't not talk to somebody and try to save face. Uh... This strategy leaves you feeling more abandoned and under an ever-increasing sense of loneliness and insecurity. The truth is we need people in our lives. Now, granted, these have to be selected carefully. These are people that you've developed trust over time with. Uh, It's those who are close to you and uh, who would love the opportunity to support you who will have the opportunity to love on you by carrying you spiritually for a while. So don't try to just push through sadness and dryness alone. And by the way, keeping it to ourselves, staying silent, trying to fight through it, turns dry seasons uh, into fertile ground for sin. Um, And we could talk a lot about that. 
trying to then fill that gap with something that makes us feel good in the moment. It's also bad for modeling, which as pastors, we're called to model what life with God looks like. Uh, I mean, think about it. You tell your members that dry seasons are normal, right? For the aspect of any relationship, including a relationship with God. Uh, And then you deny uh, this uh, by denying that you ever enter into a dry season, which then leads them to perceive you uh, are above the, the norm. And, and so you become, by that, safely insulated by your own facade of this unrealistic, strong spirituality, you know, pretending to always be on the mountaintop and never in the valley. And this seems unattainable and unreachable to those who follow us. So I would say solution number one, if you're in a dry season, is, by start, uh, is start by telling someone that you are struggling and after telling that someone, let them minister to you. Uh, there are different ways that they can minister to you. It's not always praying with you or uh, saying an encouraging word. Oftentimes, their voices are best heard when you're doing something outside of ministry. Uh, but the key here is to listen to their voices during this season rather than your own. Uh, number two is tell your spouse. In a dry season, your voice is perhaps... Uh, the last one you need to listen to on a regular basis, right? You can't always find the solution. You keep digging a deeper hole. Uh, So you need these outside voices who love you. And uh, I believe that the healthiest place to, uh, the healthiest voice, hopefully if you have a healthy relationship, obviously is the assumption that you share your struggle with your spouse. Don't keep your spouse in the dark. And once you tell them, you'd be foolish to refuse their help. They're there for you, and you should both know one another better than anyone else. So share your dryness and your tiredness and your discouragement with your spouse. After all, they, they already know that you're in a bad spot, and, and they can tell you maybe why, at least in part. And who but your spouse wants to help more uh, than, than you know them? Uh, let them be your guiding voice. Let them direct you back to the core elements that you constantly tell others to pursue. And then number three, which I have found really helpful, is to meditate on psalms of lament and sing songs of comfort. Uh, oftentimes we neglect music during dry times, particularly the Bible songs or psalms of lament. I found the songs of lament are fantastic. Um, uh, you know, one sings that lament uh, to confront the reality uh, that even when there's no tangible evidence that you will win the battle, that uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, right? Psalms 43, 5, why so downcast on my soul? Put your hope in God. So uh, to sing a lament is to sing of pain and of suffering and to cry out about the seeming uh, absence of God. It's okay. It's okay to scream out to God. Uh, to share a lament, a wail, so to speak, in whatever form that is. uh, By the way, laments are certainly not the only type of song to listen to or to sing. Any uh, music that provokes you to dwell on the goodness of God and feel gospel realities is helpful. And then one more thing, uh, beware of the naysayers. Beware of those who believe dry seasons are about lack of faith. Oh, if you only had more faith, right? If you were only more faithful, you wouldn't feel empty. Or that it's caused solely by sin. Oh, you must be feeling 
dry because you did something to displease God and that's why he's moved away uh, you know, from you. Or just the choice to be down or sometimes it can even be a physical, possibly chemical imbalance. I remember a well-meaning brother telling me in an early dry season of mine, bro, you just got to fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks. I mean, I still love that guy, but that was and is a wrong-headed way to view a dry season. Instead, surround yourself with those who will listen and encourage. Spend time with you doing some things that will insert joy and peace into your life, inserting healthy practices uh, into your life that will lead you to be closer uh, to what God wants you to experience towards living with joy. Uh, these, these habits and practices will shape your heart so that when the dryness itself dries up, you will not be the same and will be better equipped to then help others in the journey through their dry seasons. Hey, thanks for joining me today. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, I want to invite you to do so and to join me again on a weekly basis to let others know of this resource. And if you want to contact me to ask a question, make a comment, suggest a topic, you can email me at thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. That's thepastorscoach at hotmail.com. Again, thanks for joining me. Have a great week.